0: Jesus, this is gonna be weird, isn't it?
1: Uh, only if you make it weird. What's your name? My name is Yachty Dribblejaw. I believe I am one of your new
2: roommates. And I'm Cash Black. It's nice to meet me. <laughs> oh, that didn't work, did it? Oh, I'm sorry.
0: My name is Durak Ironhide of the Ironhide clan.
1: Durak? Is that Durak? And there is. Siggy,
0: it's been about a year. And Durak tries to comprehend like what this means. Because this means that he's been gone for at least a year.
1: Do you still feel the heartstring?
0: And Durak just sort of pats his chest, says, uh I, I don't know what you mean, Sigs.
1: We're still a team. Still Team NASCAR.
0: Is that weird to you? Should I make that a weird thing? Only if you make it weird. <laughs> Best
3: from afar, and far from the best. But it's better than good. It's, it's good, good Better, better Quest.
1: Alright, so, uh, previously on Dragon Ball Z, you guys all got acquainted, Durak killed a bear and took its feet, Yeah.
2: that's all that happened that's
1: that's it it. that that's all we got out of it now we we introduced our two new characters we revealed that siggy has been essentially in cryo sleep until one of her friends came back and when durat came back and said his name she sprung back to life on a oxidized copper automaton named cherry not like the fruit like the character from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Because that is what Nolan wanted for Sig. Oh, it's so good though. It fits all of the right criteria. If if the right criteria is Nightmare Fuel, yes. It absolutely fits that. She's got four legs, a
3: mouth, and she's a medium-sized creature. She fits in the Iron Defender category. So, Cherry's what you got.
2: Does it have a tongue? I have to know. Uh. Oh, you bet. Oh, you bet.
1: It hasn't spoken yet.
2: Not yet. I'm
3: excited. I'm excited for the cherry speak. <laughs> is it going to be in like a
1: Target acquired! No. You guys went to uh, the cafeteria and ate some food. Next up is an assembly that has been called for the school. It's it's something that you hear happens every couple years. The Arcana teacher gives everybody a rundown on uh, a few... Things that everyone who's who attends the school is going to experience, uh, as far as Arcana goes. All right, so you guys are uh, kind of ushered into the. Actually, you're already in the the cafeteria. So you you know it's it's essentially the the great hall. There's all sorts of tables, and as you sit and wait for this kind of assembly to begin, more and more students come in, most of which you've never noticed before and never will again. After a little while, Headmaster Winterhold walks in and stands kind of in the middle of the room and he he looks around and says, It's good to see you all this afternoon. I thank you for coming to learn about some of the practices here at the uh, Adventurers College of Feyrun. I would like to hand things off to uh, Professor Madia Baltana. Professor Baltana walks up, the, the high elf bald woman, and she walks up and and says, As many of you may have felt, you're going to make connections throughout your time here at Fair University. Connections with your teammates and even some people outside of your team. It's important to maintain these connections. They'll aid you in battle. They'll aid you when you least expect it. And for the most part, these ties cannot be cut except by supernatural means or drastic changes. So please, when you get them, make sure to take care of them. Make make sure to take care of the relationships and she, uh, she gestures over to a chalkboard and she begins to talk uh, more and more about this grab. It's, it's just kind of blah, blah, blah. The history of, of these heartstrings. Siggy leans over to Durak again and, and she says, wait, so you you really don't feel it anymore?
0: And uh, Durak, he tries. He tries real hard. He digs deep. Gets all introspective. And, yeah. And he, and he thinks he thinks he might remember like Siggy being really special to him in really specific moments. But this connection that they keep talking about is is still sort of elusive.
1: She looks over to to Yardi and, and uh, Cash, but then she she leans over to Derek and says, I, I don't feel anything with these two yet. I understand that we never met in the in the ruins and we really haven't spent a lot of time together. But, Durek, I'm I'm nervous now because I don't feel any of them either. And I don't know where Tak and Damico's are. And Professor Baltana said they can't be cut,
0: right? Well, where'd they go? I don't know. And Durek um, sort of suddenly remembers charging against the uh, Aarakocra general with Siggy on his shoulders and running headlong into that battle and feeling separated from Takandamikos, but almost like one entity with Siggy. And he feels the weight of the responsibility of their failure, but also there's there's a certain amount of pride in that they went down together, they got captured together, they escaped together.
1: I I think at that moment you do... You feel the heartstring between you and Siggy again. You you it's there. And often when you feel it, I think it was we said towards the end of the last mission that you could use it to find where the other people are connected to it like you could actually see like a wisp of of red and right now you can only see Siggy's. And Siggy sees hers too doing the same thing and she she just says I don't I don't know what's happening, but
0: I'm really happy you're still here. Derek just sort of grins and says, yeah, uh, me too.
3: So I imagine right now we can all kind of see ours since we're talking about this and thinking about
1: them a lot. Ooh. The crazy thing is that, Cash, you and Yardi have yet to have a moment. No, you know what? That's bullshit. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that at all. How'd you get your... Yeah, no. You guys, you two have a heartstring connection. How'd you get it?
3: Well, I think uh, it was definitely delayed. I, I think like what you were getting at was that when we met in the ruins, it didn't, it didn't initially happen. Yeah. That threw the professors off. Like, you know, it's not, it's not happening. And I think thinking about this, Yardi kind of leans back and makes the string a little taut and he uses his claw to like just wiggle it just so that like Cash <laughs> can feel it like a note. <laughs> and he he thinks about the the mission that they had to go on for their final last year, and I, I think that's where he and he and Cash really connected over over some things because uh their the the other half of their team isn't here
1: for a reason
2: <laughs> allergies <laughs> yeah
1: that's right so the the other. Your other two teammates dropped out because they were allergic to Yardy. Honestly, I feel like, you know, the mission itself, you know, I'm sure there were like some moments where it was like, oh, my God, you saved my life or some shit like that. I feel like the fact that Cash stayed when the others left, I, th- I think that might have been a big influencer. That might have been a, a small moment. Like the one in the ruin.
3: I think on Yardy's end, because he doesn't really understand other humanoids, like he doesn't really understand culture, he he wants to be friends with a lot of people, so he he makes introductions very quickly. He'll run up to people. And that has you know, that's broken bad for him in the past. People people are rude to him and they don't they're not really nice to him. Yardy feels like Cash is a little timid. And having, having someone that can be away from a crowd and, like, be okay with not socializing and kind of being quiet is is nice. And I, I think just that their personalities meshed was enough to, for Yardy to see that, like, you can make connections that aren't just five-minute friends. Like, this this is a more serious thing. And I think over the course of their final mission, with the other two disliking him because they're allergic to him and Cash appreciating him. I I think that got that definitely built that heartstring.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I think for Cash's sake, working his whole life in the tavern, he sort of understands how to talk to people. He sort of understands how to have like a hi, welcome, thank you, you know, sort of a customer servicey face on. And so at first maybe in the ruins put on that front of like, well, I don't know this person. This is just another stranger. Cool. And uh, after our mission, realizing like, oh, he's like genuine and like nice. And then also seeing our other teammates, you know, dip out, you know, especially for me, like I'm the coward, I dip out. I'm the one that leaves. Like, really, I stayed and y'all are gonna go? Okay. I think what I don't want Yardi to know is after that mission, Yardi pulled me in close, sort of like, oh, you know, we did it, buddy. And I was trying to hold in sniffles so hard <laughs> as uh, I'm not allergic to cats. But you know what it's like when you just get their fur in your face and, yeah. or, or you get one in your eye. But he was so happy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't want to, to take that moment away.
3: <laughs> he's, he's noticed Cash crying a couple of times out of the blue and just cannot for the life of him figure it out.
2: Just thinks I'm very <laughs> emotional. Just Oh, Cash is having one of his moments again. Just I just give him some space and yeah.
3: Cash Cash whenever we hug, it's it's such an emotional experience for Cash that I I have to let him be so that he can cry it out.
2: Mm. Yeah, Yardi believes I was never hugged as a child. <laughs> and so now it's just a very yeah. emotional moment oh, for me. Oh, absolutely. Uh, embracing, so.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Oh my God. After a while, the assembly is over. Professor Baltana didn't really go over anything that you guys didn't already know. But she did make sure that everyone knew that the powers of these heartstrings vary from group to group. And no one's connections are going to be the same. So don't feel bad if it takes you a long time to figure out what your thing is. And also, I mean, like some people are just like bloomers. So like don't feel bad about it. Don't don't feel bad about it. You look up and realize that like she's been replaced with Flynn like. She walked away on a really harsh note. And you think now that Flynn has just taken over it, just being like, don't worry about it. Everything's cool. Everything's fine. You're all you're all great. You're all really great people. He slowly starts to scoot (laughs) off the stage.
0: (laughs) Uh. All right.
1: We're going to go over to Durak, your first class. Dirac, your first class for the semester, you would have thought would have been with uh, Grindelwald Godborn, favorite combat and monster biology teacher. But it's actually with Rose Hollowind, the head of Druidic studies. So you get there, you you reach the edge of the grounds right near the forest, and you see her there in a little makeshift garden she has in front of a little hut and she is tending to a small garden and she sees you approach and she says, Oh, Hey, you're, uh, you're over here for that independent study that, uh, entrance to the totem thing, right?
0: Yep. That's me. Derek. Eh, Close enough.
1: She points at herself. She says, Rose, don't professor me uh,
0: all right Rose so uh, so so what are we doing here?
1: Well we're gonna be going over a couple things with uh, you know you going down this uh, uh, totem path I gotta be honest with you never seen anybody take the totem path quite as seriously as you do most people just get like a small tattoo or put some feathers in their hair. But it it seems like you cut your chest and and you made you made taxidermy boots.
0: That that's about the long and short of it. Look, look here, Rose. Uh, I woke up in a cave to a talking bear asking me to kill him, and so I killed him. And then I thought it'd be a waste to not use every part of that air bear. And so I spent weeks in the wilderness cooking bear meat, eating bear steak, eating bear kebabs, eating bear steak, eating eating chicken fried bear, Eating bear burgers. Bear fillet. Uh, it was I ate bear, bear, anyway. bear, <laughs> bear pretty much anyway. Bear I ate bear Bear and grits. <laughs> oh my god! And he looks down at his boots and he says, "Um, and he's here. Every step I take, it's like walking a mile in his shoes." And he pauses for a minute and he closes his eyes. He said this earlier to someone, and it and it really impressed him, and and so he's thinking he's gonna try it again, and uh, and see if he can get the same reaction. So he's kind of closed his eyes and he kind of
1: peeks one open a little bit to see what her reaction is. Rose uh, nods her head and she's like, "It's cute, This is real cute, it's it's a sweet thought." Honestly, with with anyone else, I would think you was uh, trying to be a poser. But you seem pretty genuine there.
0: Derek is sort of like uh, sort of annoyed by this part of the conversation because he does take this very seriously. And yeah, he was make he's making a little joke and everything, but I mean, I think that him just kind of standing here talking with her kind of cheapens the whole thing and he's kind of ready to get down to what it is they're doing. He uh he puts he puts the he puts his toe in the dirt. And uh, sort of toes it around a little bit with his bare feet. And he says to Rose, All right, look. I don't normally come this side of campus very often. But uh, I reckon there's a reason. So uh, shall we get started?
1: Well, we we will. uh, Because uh, you came here a year ago. And I'm happy to see you. I, I kind of figured you wouldn't really uh, remember it. Most most barbarians that go down the uh, totem path kind of go on a journey. You came here a year ago saying uh, you you felt an animal instinct. And uh, someone sent you to me and, and you told me that and, and I just told you to follow it. Because truth be told... That's the best way to do it. Just you know just go out in the woods and find yourself. You're the only person I know who's done that for as long as you have. I genuinely thought you was dead. My bet was on uh my my bet was on a uh, a megalodon, gotcha. Yeah,
0: I heard I heard that one.
1: So many other people said tyrannosaurus, fucking idiots. There ain't no tyrannosaurus in this fucking woods.
0: None of these words make any sense to Dirac.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you may as well just be chewing rocks. <laughs> In the woods. <laughs> they all said. <laughs> she says,
1: I'm sure you got questions about uh, a lot of time you can't account for. huh?" Yeah,
0: it would be nice to make up that time, figure out what I was doing. Surely I wasn't sleeping the whole time.
1: You went with the path of the bear, right?
0: he looks down at his shoes
1: she uh she says yeah it's not completely unheard of that you may have been asleep the whole time but knowing you i'm gonna i'm gonna bet you did something cool she gestures for you to come into her uh her little hut
0: all right so he follows her
1: you you see a lot of different things in here some of them very cute and and you know like a a rack of, uh, different flowers, a a small, very small window herb garden, you know, for, for some components she might grab. And then you also see jars with animal parts and, uh, several skulls. She walks over to that shelf and she grabs a bear skull off the shelf and, pours in some water, adds a few other things and finally she walks over and plucks a little bit of hair out of the boots that you got and she sprinkles that into the bear skull, goes over to a mortar and pestle and kind of smushes all that together and she adds a little bit more water and she gives it to you and she says I need you to drink this
0: and he drinks it.
1: Yeah. She, uh... <laughs> Just <laughs> she both hands that. up.
0: Look, look, look Here.
1: Yeah. She says, I need you to drink this. Now the reason... Oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> 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 wow. All right. You, uh... Hey, Mikey, he likes it. You're gonna get those memories back. Slowly. Um, not all at once. If you got a year's worth of memories back, your head might explode. Over time, you'll be able to tell what you did for that year. You may actually learn that you've forgotten some things about going the path of the bear. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, You're you're talking a lot, and uh, I, I don't... Look, Rose... I'm simple. I don't want much. I'd like to know what happened this past year. And I'd like to know how to use, or whatever this is. As far as how and why and all that? Well, let's just get down to the what.
1: All right. She slaps you across the face. All right. Does direct go into a rage?
0: No. No, uh-uh. he's okay. not set. He's not set to rage every time he gets hit. He's nah, not. Okay. He's not like that crazy. No. uh uh-uh.
1: She she says, "Get yeah. angry," and he you get mad.
0: And he and he shrugs his shoulders. He's like, "All right, I, I guess this is what you're asking for." And he grits his teeth together and he And he feels the blood boiling in his veins. He feels his blood pressure rising. And uh, and 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 sure enough, sure enough, he's in a rage.
1: You're in a rage. She runs outside of the hut, hoping that she's going to kite you after her. Give me a dexterity saving
0: throw. Oh, that's a nat 20. First
3: season two, nat 20. Yeah, Woo-woo! first
1: season two, nat 20. And you know what? It wasn't wasted on something stupid. That's the thing I'm most proud of. It wasn't, ra- it wasn't wasted on, do I conceal my boner well enough? <laughs> you know, it's... All right. Direct. A huge... Fireball comes flying at you. And rather than get hurt by it, rather than like have to dodge to the side or something like that, you spot just a small window where you can just keep running forward and you take nothing from that. And you see Rose just suddenly go from, you know, this this power stance of having done that to freaking the fuck out, and she whips a bolt of lightning at you, and that's the last thing she's going to get to do. Go ahead and give me another dex saving throw. You have advantage because you see this coming.
0: Okay, cool. I'm glad, because I just rolled a four just then. Ah, uh, so 13. 13. Oh, whoa, whoa, my hat, I get two more. 15. 15
1: oh shit wait is that what your hat does
0: It just two it's plus two to dex checks yeah that's so great all right it is
1: still not enough to succeed on her save though it is very
0: close hers is 17 and don't i take half damage though because i'm in a rage and got totem of the bear exactly
1: That's that's what we're that's what we're getting at baby hell yeah all right so you take, you would take 33 points of damage, but since you are totem bear, Durak, you are only going to take half of 33.
0: 17. Thank you.
1: Uh, <laughs> and uh, Rose looks at you and, and says, uh, all right, calm down. <laughs> Sun's getting real low, big guy. Come on, calm, calm down. Come, just Chill. Take a deep breath. Ooh.
0: Durak puts the the hot axe head kind of on the ground, and he leans, sort of leans into it, uh, leans on you know onto his axe, and uh, he he does. He takes a few few big deep breaths, and uh, until he's able to sort of shake it off, and he stands back up straight uh, with his axe sort of over his shoulder.
1: She pats Durak on the uh, on the back, and she says. We're gonna play with that a little bit. We're gonna play with that, uh, them them animal powers a little. But uh you done good.
0: I I just walked through a fireball, didn't I?
1: Yeah. No, that was pretty fucking badass. Are you kidding yeah.
0: me?
1: Holy shit! Yeah, 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 I I I don't wear pants. Uh, but if I did, they'd be gross. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I definitely like to learn how to do that some more. Uh, if I could just kind of walk through fireballs per much all the time, that'd be good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I probably would.
0: <laughs> all right, well, then we we agree. Rose, I think you and I are going to get along.
1: We're actually going to go to Artificing, and Cash, Sharif, Blackrod Jim, Siggy and Yardi are all in Artificing. And I would imagine that the main reason Cash signed up was after hearing about all of the artifacts beneath the school. I, I figure there's probably a lot of storytelling there.
2: Oh yeah, Cash is a total book nerd. Like, wants to learn as much as he can. Definitely down.
1: Yeah. So Professor Ned Drag uh, calls everyone together. He uh, he brings them all. Into the vaults beneath the school. He opens a vault and Siggy stops and says, I know this vault. And Professor Nadrag says, What? How? You you've never been here unaccompanied. And she says, No, it was the, the first time I was here. I heard I heard someone whispering back there. When I was here for the ruins, I I, I heard someone. Professor Nedrag looks at her and he says, Are you quite certain? She says, Yeah! He says, Well, I'll have someone look into that then. Um, no one should be down here unaccompanied. So we'll look into that. But for now, he he claps his hands and limps on in with his his brass leg and he gathers you all into a room that looks like a a small plot of land there's a large tree and a large rock some wild grass and a small pond
3: yardi starts eating the grass all right just just very
1: just nibbles on it Sharith Bramblesash, uh, the Tabaxi artificer, uh, gets down next to Yardy, not to eat the grass, but to say, "What are you doing?" <laughs> y-
3: Yardi just looks at her with like two pieces of grass sticking out of his mouth, and he goes, "I'm having a snack. What, what are you doing? Like, don't don't you chew on grass too? This is the this is like rare grass."
1: They they look at you and they say. You wait until they aren't looking. If you do it now, they're going to try and pull it out of your mouth. Oh, is that why they do that? I never could figure that
3: out. Okay, okay, I'll wait until they aren't looking. He stands back up.
1: Nedrag just kind of tries to ignore it. (laughs) He walks over to the rock, and on the rock is a two-by-two sheet of fabric, it looks like. It is black. It is the blackest black that ever blacked. (laughs) it is devoid of all light and pigment. You know when you, when it's just rained, and water starts to evaporate off of like a tree trunk, and so it looks like it's smoking? It looks like that, but with black smoke coming off of this fabric. Professor Avilo goes, this is the shadow fabric. It's one of the many things that we keep safe uh, here in the vaults beneath the school. The legend goes that this was woven from actual wisps of darkness. It was woven by the dead goddess Shade and stitched together with her very essence. And even with her goddess life, her godlike power, she was only able to make a small scrap. He holds it up and he puts it over his hand and it just, it goes over like a piece of silk. Just very soft, very dainty, floats like smoke. And then he takes an apple out of his pocket and he puts it on the rock and he places the shadow fabric on top of the apple and it the the shadow fabric falls down like nothing is underneath it he lifts the shadow fabric back up and the apple is gone and he says anything that can fit under here disappears it's a bit dangerous But given its size, not unmanageable, and he places it back down on the rock, and he says, you are welcome to tinker, but please don't take off any body parts or anything like that. Please don't put anything that you wouldn't mind losing Underneath it. And uh, he goes to stand by the door.
2: I think Cash, while scared and nervous, is so intrigued by this. Like the whole time the professor's talking is just like mouth wide open. This is so cool. Kind of walks up from the back of the class and uh, looks back at everyone and goes, Oh, I know what I can put under here, my self-esteem. Oh wait, it's already gone.
3: <laughs> Yardi's in the back of the crowd, and he gives he gives his bad thumbs up again. Yeah.
1: Give give me a performance check, please, okay. please. You use vicious That's mockery so on yourself. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an interesting. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. I rolled a
2: twenty-three.
1: <laughs> nice. Dude, the room is laughing. The room, <coughs> the room is losing it. Even, even Nedrag is is just kind of like, <coughs> <coughs> and he he goes and stands by the door and just watches everyone uh, interact with it. Sharith goes and and kind of messes with it. Blackrod Jim puts a few uh, bullets uh, in it, and he he watches as it gets engulfed. Like he holds the bullet in his hand, drops the fabric on it, and the bullet gets engulfed up to his fingers. And uh, he takes it off, and it's just half a bullet there. If it, and it, he starts to, you start to get the impression that if an entire thing can't fit under here, then it won't get sucked in. Like you can't just start putting your arm in and then lose your arm. It's like a Katamari Damacy ball, but a sheet of fabric.
3: Yardy's taking artificing more as an elective because he he enjoys his guns yeah. and he wants to ensure that they continue
1: working. Yeah, and but it's, it's definitely they play hand in hand, kind of.
3: Yeah, but I, I think beyond that, he's he's not entirely interested in Avilo's teachings or philosophies on artificing. Just just make the make the shooty stick go boom. Yeah, and, like that's about what he's he's interested in. So he's definitely walking around and like I think if, if other people put food under it, he gets real upset. <laughs> so like if watching the apple disappear, he he got, you know, it's fruit. So he's, he's like, oh, I mean, like I could have <laughs> eaten that. But like, if somebody's trying, like, well, what other food can have, get under but there? I would
1: Could have. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. He, if he sees someone putting like a plate of food to just like try different properties, he's just like sitting there licking his lips and crying a little bit.
1: Um, Sharif looks at Yardy and kind of winks. Give me a stealth check to eat grass.
3: <laughs> well, it's a natural one, so. Uh... it's a seven total
1: no it's a nat one is what it is (laughs) so i i think what happens is sharif begins to stealthily you know like just bend down look like they're stretching and get a couple nibbles of grass meanwhile Yardi says i sure do look forward to not eating this grass and just slams his face into (laughs) like some of the grass fortunately no one actually cares no <laughs> one actually give, gives a shit Sharif is just under the impression
3: it's it's uh. very uh, on brand for yardy to just faceplant so i i like it i i can handle that now
2: <laughs> i think all cash is concerned about is he knows this is going to make yardy throw up later in the room yeah. and is just not <laughs> looking forward to the 2am <laughs>
3: yardy appreciates that cash knows him that well and continues eating the grass
1: (laughs) i think towards the end of the day you know after y'all have been to classes siggy makes the recommendation uh for everyone to go to the drunken kettle yeah
3: yardy's all about that suggestion
1: upon entering the bartender sees siggy and durak and it's the same guy and he he just says hey Good to see you. I thought you got eaten by a Pteranodon.
0: <laughs> I heard that one too. And he sits down, <laughs> and he and he holds up two fingers. He get he gets you two beers and two bowls of stew. That's right. That's the usual. The Durack. And That's he tucks the Durac in. Durack special. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yardy watches just the the recognition between the bartender and Durack, and the fact that all he had to do was put up fingers and food came. And Yardy comes and just like. All hands. Just holds his hands up. Like, ah, how how do I do this? That magic you just did. How did you how did you do that? I need to do that.
0: Um and Durak is just like sort of slurping the stew out of the bowl. He's already got one beer gone. He's working on his second bowl of stew. And uh it's just it's just it's it's a lot. I, I think Siggy just gets uh just gets a sprite. <laughs>
1: And uh, the the bartender comes over. If if you if if Yardy still has his paws up, he just he just gives two high fives to Yardy and says, "All right, now what do you want?"
0: Nice.
2: I sort of I hold my hand up to Yardy because I worked in a tavern my whole life. Yeah, so like, yeah you know the lingo. I'm like Yardy, watch how it's done. <laughs> and I lean across the bar, and I say, "Hi, I'm Cash Black. It's." Nice to beer me, meet me, beer me, two beers, and then I just turn around and walk back to the table. <laughs> he, uh, he he
1: he kind of chuckles and, and he uh, he he pours uh, two beers and uh, uh, puts them on the bar.
3: Yardy starts smacking his lips at the the bowls of soup, or the the bowls of of stew that Durack's eating, and like
1: he he also I'll, I'll have those as well. All right, he brings, he brings two stew balls.
3: Uh, Yardy, while sitting at his table, begins, begins to purr as well, and he claws his little symbol into the table that he's sitting at. Nice.
1: At another table, you guys suddenly hear a noise. Durak, you recognize this noise a little bit. You just hear a small voice go, Cat! 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 And you look over, and there is the little white dog Douglas, just looking, looking at yardy not breaking eye contact. They're all at a table, sitting in the chairs, much like you would imagine them to sit. And uh there's Stella, she's just she's got her face in her stew wall. There's Dart uh trying to pull Douglas back miles is actually just keeps looking back at at doug and and yardy and just just kind of looks sad and scared he's like oh man i hope they don't start fighting oh they don't get an argument oh man i don't want to see no violence dart kind of puts his paw on on doug's back and says doug calm down just just chill out and he, he looks over at yardy and says i'm sorry he's he he's a puppy he, he 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 is essentially a puppy
3: Yardi is working his way through his stew and just doesn't get offended just the fact that somebody has noticed him is enough for him to have that reaction of like oh new friend maybe maybe new friend he gets a little swagger but he doesn't move he doesn't get up he just
1: he kind of like just the the tail Yeah, yeah,
3: Yeah. exactly. His tail is moving real slow. It's making the little question mark, like, friend?
1: Yeah.
2: I think Cash has seen this before, just being out with Yardy knows, And uh, Cash is going to cast Minor Illusion to make a ball and distract Doug. (laughs) 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 Just starts kind of, like, doing quick movements around, like, trying to get Doug's attention away from Yardy, and then just sort of chucks it across the room.
1: It absolutely does. And the rest of the night is Doug trying to find that ball that (laughs) disappeared, which I really want to reiterate is very true to actual Doug. I can't tell you he will look for half an hour. If you throw the ball and hide it, he won't stop looking. He knows that you would never betray him and not have thrown the ball. The ball is somewhere and he can't find it. I think after a little bit of y'all hanging out, Dart actually walks over. He looks at Durak and he says, good to see you. I'll be honest, came over for some scritches.
0: Durak says, I'll do you one better. And he takes the bowl of stew that he's been slurping on that is uh, not quite finished. And uh, he places it on the floor next to his feet, knowing that a dog cannot. Resist a half eaten bowl of stew. And so while Dart is burying his face in the stew, Dirac gives him some good uh, ear and back scritchens. And he says, Who's a good boy? Who? He <laughs> is. Dart,
1: Dart it, stops looking for a thing and says, Don't make this weird.
0: <laughs> it's only weird if you make it weird.
3: <laughs> so Yardy, as he's sitting there with his old friend and his new friends, he, he turns to the table and goes, all right, guys, uh, this, this is fun, but how are we going to become a team? I don't feel these heartstrings yet, but I feel like they'll come. But how are we going to do this?
1: Siggy stops messing around with whatever gadget she was making
0: and says, "Fuck." Dirac leans forward. Uh, he says, uh, y'all want to go for a walk?
3: Good Better Quest is a Final Plank Media production. This episode edited by Nolan Lacey. Introduction music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music provided by Kevin McLeod and TabletopAudio.com. As always, thank you for listening.